Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, The Fan. It was a cool car. I did have a car bed. It was a red little uh, Ferrari thing. Doing okay over there, Rashad? Oh, Mike does. Or, you know, my headphones don't work, but, you know, figure it out. Oh, right. You're using the wrong ones. Here you go. Here are the right headphones. There's some right ones? Yes. Yeah. They're old faithful right there. Yeah, well, those, for some reason, all of the ones that look like they're new are not. I was, I was just going to fake it for the next 12 minutes and just pray that Joe didn't say anything to respond to him. Because <laughs> you can hear me because we're in the same room. Yes. There you go. Yeah, there we go. It's Hello. Sound. There it is. Hey, guys. It's the sound of your own voice. Don't you love it? I love it, man. It sounds awesome. Songbird <laughs> of my generation. Yeah. You the, think that's uh, a joke. That's a real thing. No, that's the open is 100% true. I did have a car bed, and it was a sweet car. It was like a red uh, Ferrari car bed, and I had it until I was probably too old because I thought it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, you are the songbird of our generation. I you am. have a great singing voice. I and do. nobody, I, I don't think people who listen really know that. Well, for, here's a small but you do. point of information. Like, I um, I don't know. For whatever reason, I, I grew up in choir and stuff. So, And then when I got to high school, uh, for Royal, for uh, Grand High School, shout out to GHS, I was in this group called the Royal Blues. And they were the darlings of Grand High School. Shout out to my teacher, Miss Jarbo, who was amazing. And so... And then I ended up going to Western Oregon for musical theater for a small bit. Not long. It didn't last very long. I figured out I didn't want to do that anymore. Well, you played football down there too, right? For a, That was even shorter. <laughs> Monmouth, was, not for Rashad it was, Taylor. It was, it was just, it was Vegas, not, on the other hand, was that's for where Rashad Taylor. I was grown up and I was ready to do all the things I needed to do at that point. But 18-year-old me, unfortunately, wasn't as uh, uh, committed to, to being good at anything. Mm. 
Gotcha. You know, but you were good at singing. I was okay at it. It's pretty good. I mean, you just called. You just said the songbird of our generation I'm is being true. Coy. I'm being coy. No, I think I'm amazing. Okay, all right, yes. all right. Well, I was gonna say you don't amazing. need to be coy. I, I won't be uh, anyone's wedding singer. Although, if you need one and you're paying, I will absolutely come out there and sing "Love Me Sexy" for you. <laughs> so, you know? I have a very limited range of one song <laughs> that I will sing for you, and you will pay me the normal rate of any it's DJ. Thank be, you very I much. Wanna, I have a nice rendition of "Baby Got Back." If you'd like to, when you say nice rendition, do you mean you do it in a? In a like a more sing songy kind of way. Or Imagine you... the Dan band from like old school and some of those movies. You know the guys. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Those guys will you know make up a little song like that. Mm. Yeah, mm. something that you guys all know. Baby but... God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Like, I might like, say that. You know, you know, go a little. Yeah, I'm gonna slow it down. Yeah, exactly. You slow it down. Oh, yeah. it's not... lollipop. Yes, that, like, just like that. Just like that. that. Just like that. Isn't that in the Hangover? One yes. of those movies he sings. Is that yes. one of the Hangover movies? I do remember that. I just remember him singing one of those. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we have to talk about Rashad's shirt that he's wearing today. Uh, so I guess uh, the shirt that he is wearing that fits him very well, by the way is a shirt that he had as a 7th grade basketball jersey. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and imagine that Rashad is not the same size as he was in 7th grade. Um, you know, as as uh, you are a man Things now. have changed. Things have changed. Things have changed. But for some reason, that shirt fits you perfectly. Uh, man, so here's the great thing about the 90s. A lot of it was really tacky. Just, that's the good thing. The 80s, 90s, you know, looking back at the, the clothes, the style, it was a lot of it was uh, pretty bad. How dare you? My LA gears were hot fire. Although, in between there, some of them were absolutely great. And so it's crazy. As you look back to some of those things that we thought were ugly in the 90s, now I'm like, ooh, those are fresh. You, you know you know those jean shorts that we all wore that went to the middle of our shins? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Those are really cool, absolutely. too. Absolutely. And now I can't no, wear I can't wear. <laughs> seriously, at the time, those were cool. But I now know. I can't wear jeans anywhere. Like, if they go to a little past knees, like, these might be a little too. Yeah, the shorts always have to be above the knee now. Yeah. Because so, I'm, I'm a large guy. I've got big legs. I don't like to show off my gigantic thighs that are hairy. So I want my shorts to be longer, but it's not really in the style anymore. So it's like I'm kind of riding yeah. that border between like they're kind of at the knee, but when I sit, they ride up. And it's like, I guess that's it's like, fashionable. It's like but also carpenter jeans still, you know, with the pocket yeah. on the side and stuff like that. A little so, like hammer holder or flashlight yeah, holder. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I so remember those. The great thing about the 90s is, you know, remember everything was baggy, big, baggy, loose thanks to the Fab Five and stuff like that. So as a seventh grader... Is that where that originated? Or was uh, it just kind of the style? I mean, I think that was the... Uh, they, I don't want to say they originated it, but they were the ones that kind of bought it to the forefront to say, man, we don't got to wear these little uh, shorts uh, anymore, guys. Like, <sighs> we, we have options now. I still have a couple of pairs of shirts that I wear just at home. Like, they're like just hang out, like nothing shirts that I had from high school. Like, they've lasted that long. And they're Echo brand. Echo was my favorite brand. I Echo, loved it. Mark Echo. And... Uh, the shirts are so long, like the actual fabric of the shirt goes yeah, below like, the crotch. Yeah, it's and you're like, long it's funny compared to the shirts that I wear now. And I put that shirt on just at home, and I'm like, oh my god, this and that has been tent. what for you, like 2005, 2006, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I graduated so uh, high the, school in 07, so, so that, that was, was the year of the. Uh, those are the years of the tall tees, and so everything had to be. If you were five foot nine, like they make t-shirts that are at a regular length, but then if you're tall those shirts are usually a little short on you. So mm -hmm. they made tall tees for the tall guys so the T-shirts look well on you. But the thing about it is short people started wearing tall tees, so now they've got these long nightgown-type dresses that go, like, to their, 
you know, to their caps or everything. And it was, it's, it's pretty, it was, it was weird. pretty tacky. Yeah, it's it was pretty, weird. The, the two, early 2000s wasn't great either. Like, I mean. Also, I never liked the look of the overly baggy shirt, the overly baggy shorts, jean shorts, and then Tim's. It was a very, I was like. That's that, a very East Coast thing. Yeah, I, I, that must have been very regional for me. Uh, Tim's are huge in the New York, New Jersey I area. Timberlands. I wear them all the time. Yeah, but they're, it's like right it's like literally like the style. Um, and the, if you have like, you see all the memes online of like New York starter pack. It's like Tim's are always in the starter pack. Um, I always thought it was weird. I'm like, you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt, albeit very baggy and long. And then boots. And then boots? Yeah. I was like, that's weird. That's a weird. That was one of those weird New York things that we kind of looked at, like, oh, that's strange. But guess what? Some <laughs> of us did it here because no. if, if the thing about it's trendy there, it's the trendy thing, here. If right? It's trendy in New York. If it's trendy in L.A., then guess what? It's going to be trendy everywhere. But it starts in New York, man. So, but yeah, at that time, baggy stuff was just cool. So I see this in my closet, and mind you, it's been in there for years. And I was like, man, you know, let me look at this. Take it out, and it's an extra large. I'm like, yes, thank you, Rashad, uh, seventh grade Rashad, for being so into baggy clothes. <laughs> thank you, because it fits perfectly now. Because my little 135, 45 frame in seventh grade, you know, didn't really support the shirt. It was a tent. Yeah. 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 But everyone was wearing tents. Yeah, I mean, I was. So I mean, you weren't really at like a disadvantage or anything. I was killing for the basketball tournament. And then I got like a weird number. I'm like number 35. This is before KD. You know what I'm saying? So number 35. I'm like, who wears that number? Like, this is a when you when you're when you're tall and you know this, Lynch. When you're one of the bigger mm-hmm. kids on the team, you get usually, the higher numbers. The bigger numbers they they get bigger as the the sizes get larger, and mm-hmm. so you usually end up with oh, 17. Or you know, yeah, I was uh, number, I was nineteen in number baseball. Number twenty six, like man, who wants to be that? I was nineteen in baseball. My, I mean, this is super, super typical. But uh, I loved the number seven growing up. A lot of people do. Uh, and then I really liked the number fourteen. Fourteen did fit me uh, most of the time, depending on the scaled up jerseys. Because you're right, almost all jerseys in like, at least back in the day. I don't know if it's still the case now. Except for football, but yeah, it it is. For the most part. Is, you know, the smaller the size, the lower the number. And it's just like 1 through 20. And 20 is like the double X or the triple X. And then 1 is like the extra small. Um, so 14 generally would fit me. But I, I, I never really, I remember wearing 19 in baseball for some reason. So I think our baseball jerseys, 14 was still like just large mm-hmm. or extra large. And I was a 2X. Uh, almost always, it feels like I was I was always a big person, um, and I got number 19. So that yeah, was my baseball We'd always number. end up, see, Joe, you'll, you'll never know that that you know the pain the pain of not being a cool number like three or five yeah you know something fresh like you got to settle for number 19 and in football that's cool like you can have a random number like that in football and it's no big deal you can be number 63 and be the best player on the team that's no problem wow nice you know everybody goes for the 69 jersey especially when we get right around eighth grade that's when everybody was like oh i'm gonna be number 69 <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's probably more like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. dude, you play wide receiver. You can't have <laughs> yeah. that number. Uh, yeah, so I, I, did, I never got the chance to have the numbers that I wanted. Joe never had that problem. You can get whatever number you want. Yep, I rocked that five all through high school. Wow. That's why football is, is good. Very lucky. The chance that all the jerseys are pretty much the same, and you can get like a... I mean, wear number eight. Was I good enough to wear the number five? I mean, uh, well, who cares? You had the number. At that, I mean, during that time, Reggie Bush was a big deal, and that's why I rocked that number five. So, what position know, did you play? Wide receiver, oh. and, and uh, oh. corner. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that fits. In high school, it works. It yeah. works. You know, the fan would have a pretty decent like flag football squad if we decided to like 
puts, you know, actually think about this, man. Dusty is, was a college receiver. Obviously, Cam was a, a, an NFL tight end. Souk is uber athletic, probably, arguably the most athletic person here You know, at the fan. Also very injured, but yes. Also very injured. You know, Souk could only play two or three snaps and then be <laughs> he'd be and, like yeah i'm gonna, grab, he'd a, be the I'm gonna coach. grab a drink yeah he'd be the player coach on the side and that would be be fun. sitting in a hot tub <laughs> yeah so uh soup and rob can coach you know but rob was still when we did the combine which was a few years ago he was more athletic than i figured he'd be. yeah i think we all did mostly pretty well at the combine i think we all shocked each other dirt yeah. a pi legend a pil legend at quarterback yeah absolutely dirt, according man, to him for, yes hey man no listen man <laughs> He did. He did make like one of those Oregonian lists, yeah, right? Andy Johnson was honorable very mention good. or something. You know, was very good. Cleveland sucked, but <laughs> but Dirt was good. So yeah, I guess we could. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm fairly athletic. Call I don't know. The, calling all the other stations out. What's up? Come see the fan. Let's do this. I'm not sure the other stations have a staff like this, but uh, you know, there you go. <laughs> I think we would win just by forfeiting anyway. Um, all right, let's get into the show. And guess what, guys? Sports. There's sports. There's things to talk about. We have. We have results. I didn't have to start writing my update last night because of the lack of stories and not knowing what to put in it. So, yeah. Well, that's dedication. I never knew you did that. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I was doing that recently because I had to scramble to find what stories to put in the update. And it's like, well, what's newsworthy? All right, let's think about this the night before. But today I woke up, rolled out of bed. I'm like, oh. Yeah, Blazers game today. It felt Baseball. pretty good getting up for the last couple days, right? Pac-12 players are about Dude, to boycott. I mean, there's plenty to talk yesterday about. Yesterday, I... I turned the TV on when I woke up at 9 a.m. and I put on a hockey game. It was Rangers, uh, Rangers Hurricanes was on at 9 a.m. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, I like hockey. I'll watch this. And I watched a bit of it. And uh, then I turned it off for a little bit. And then I put on the Heat game. Uh, I forget who they were playing. Oh, my God. Uh, they annihilated them too, right? The Nuggets. Was it the Nuggets? The Nuggets, yeah. yeah. They annihilated the Nuggets. I watched that for a bit, and then Yankees-Red Sox was on at 4, and then the Timbers playoff game was on at 7.30, and it was like, oh, my God, it it's like, a regular sports it's weekend. It's like Christmas in July, bro. It's amazing. Like, yeah, I, man. So I we got a lot to talk about. I'm, I'm excited, and just to, this, to be able to say stuff of more than when it comes back, right. sports start again. Well, we do have a little bit of that today. We so uh, we got the Blazers. They played game one. We can just talk about the Blazers for... We could, but we're not going to because we we have other things to talk about, and we only have two hours a week, so we got we to gotta fit it all in there. Um, Blazers won. They play again today. We got that on the docket. Baseball is in trouble. We got that on the docket, but it's still been fun to watch. Uh, NHL is back in their bubble. I know you probably don't care, but the Timbers are into the semifinals of the MLS's back tournament. Uh, the Pac-12 released their schedule and their plans, and we have audio from Larry Scott to uh, to go with that. The Pac-12 players have made a group to counter the Pac-12's plan. There's so much to get to. So, where do you want to start? I think the answer is Blazers, right? I think we have to start with the home team. So, Blazers win. Timbers talk next. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about the Timbers for two segments. I don't care. 3-1 win over New York City FC. Great substitution for uh, Diego Valeri in the second half. Um the uh, the Blazers got the big, big, big win over the Grizzlies on Friday, and they played the Celtics today. Let's start there. This is Sports Sunday with Real Sports. Thank you. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 
920 here on your Sunday morning where we actually have real sports to talk about on Sports Sunday, which is very exciting, and we all hope they actually survive and keep going. Uh, we'll start with the hometown team. That is your Portland Trailblazers a 140-135 to overtime win against the Memphis Grizzlies in what was a really important game to start the bubble for the Blazers. Uh, you got 33 points from C.J. McCollum, 29 points from Mr. Lillard, 21 from Mello, 17 from Gary Trent Jr. off the bench, and Nurk had himself a very Nurk stat line, 18, 9, 5, 2, and 6 <laughs> points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, six blocks. Um, it was a really good game, and uh, it took a couple of big threes from Mello in the fourth quarter and then a couple of big threes at the start of overtime, but... Man, the Blazers, minus the a little lapse in defense, which is typical of them, looked pretty solid in that game. No, I, I thought they were really good. Uh, I think one of the things you, that we're not talking about is really our looked like he could be a, a, a dog on defense, and that was Gary Trent Jr. He was the one that really had me impressed through that game. But I, I love the efficiency of Melo. Like, you know, Carmelo can be a volume shooter. That's what he's been for his whole career, and sometimes that can mean some pretty ill-advised shots. Uh, he went 7 for 10 in that game yesterday and ended with 21 points and also, you know, had the, the big buckets that end up, you know, putting the Blazers o- over the top. So I was just really, really impressed overall with what I saw. Even Zach Collins in his 17 and almost 10 rebounds, or excuse me, 7 and almost 10 rebounds uh, that he had was was huge for the team. The Obviously, you need more bench production, you know, but – uh, I think they're going to go gonna give, limited bench because yeah, of the less games. And exactly. And if somebody's going to give you uh, uh, 17 off the bench or at least 15, you just need one of those guys to get you some pretty big numbers off the bench. It doesn't really matter who. We so we know Herzonia, or at least we we think he can score a little bit. He had some great move. He had some good offense at some yeah, point. Like I'm not buying ball. that into that. I'm not buying one, that he's going to be. It was one game. But no. But do, do I think he can consistently give you? you know, eight to 11 points a night off the bench. I think that's something that's doable for him. And as long as you're not asking these guys to do more than they're really capable of, like with the starters, the Blazers have scoring shouldn't be a huge problem. It's usually the guys coming off the bench that we're going to have to, uh, to worry about. But for the most part, I thought for the first game against this team, who's in the spot that you need to be in, I thought it was a statement like they needed to play tough and they needed to beat Memphis. It was a big win for that reason. It was also a big win because the Pelicans had lost their opening game, uh, especially when they had a lead too, mm-hmm. and then they lost again yesterday to the uh, Clippers. They got annihilated actually by the Clippers yesterday. So it's a good start in that realm for the Blazers. Uh, you had the Kings lose as well, although the Spurs beat them. So, I mean, you know, pick your poison there, I suppose. I think people don't think the Spurs are as real because – couple of their big guys aren't playing here in the bubble, including LaMarcus. But, uh, yeah, the Blazers have had a good early start to this. The The Blazers, though, have an incredibly tough schedule. They play the Celtics today. Um, I mean, their schedule outside of the Nets on the final game of these eight games is really, really difficult. They got Boston, Houston, Denver, Clippers, Sixers, Mavericks, Nets. I mean, it's a murderer's row. I, I think, oh, absolutely. You know, But the great thing about that is if you're talking about a way to test yourself, and see exactly where you are as a team. Like, you don't get any days to kind of tinker with the lineup and see what works, and, you know, we're going to play guys limited minutes here. Like, no, you've got to be full bore right now if you're the Blazers. Like, if you're Memphis, I think you're, I think Memphis' schedule was 
wasn't tough, but it was, you know, it was easier than the Blazers. And I know the Blazers we, had the toughest schedule and, of all the teams trying to make the West. Playoffs. And, and we know that, you know, that the Pelicans may have the weakest schedule, you know, to try to get into they the do. playoffs. Uh, so yeah, Grizzlies have Spurs, Pelicans, Jazz, Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. So a little easier. Uh, that, yeah. So that's much easier than the, well, I wouldn't uh, say much easier. Uh, but than what the Blazers have to face in front of them. Absolutely. It is because Boston is n- no slouch and they've got us. They've got possibly two superstars right now in Jason Tatum and Kemba's not playing, right? I think Kemba is playing. Kemba's playing? Okay. I'm going to double check yesterday. Because Jalen Brown is on his way to being a really big deal in the NBA, and so that could be a problem for you. But if you can step in there and beat Boston, and then, I'm I'm sorry, I'm trying to look at the rest of the schedule, and I don't see it right here. But step in there and beat Boston and kind of build from there. Like, there's there's no time for you to, like, get this figured out. Like, the Blazers are in playoff mode now. I kind of liken them right now to where the Giants were at during each of their Super Bowl runs. They need to make the playoffs to be able, or they need to win these games to make the playoffs. And all they got to do is stay within four of the Grizzlies. I mean, it. it's beneficial if they pass them, but it's going to be tough. And uh, be the better team or the best team of the other ones chasing. If that's the case, they will play the Grizzlies in the playing series. Have to win two of those games. Uh, or have, yeah, and the Grizzlies would only have to win one. So I mean, hey, if Memphis just keeps losing and the Blazers keep winning, I guess anything's possible, yeah. right? But uh, but yeah, just keep keep playing well. It's gonna be tough. Uh, try to go five and three. I would say right over those eight games, it's gonna be really difficult to win a lot of those games. Try and go five and three and see what else happens. I think that's kind of the the way I'm looking at it for the Blazers here. But for a second, man, I, I have to say this, man. I've, that boy John Moran is special. I really like him. I love the. He's way more athletic than. He was terrible in the first half. Had a great was, second half. He, he had a great second. That's the way you rebound. Like most, a lot of young guys um, probably aren't really able to rebound like that. If they're having a bad game, well, damn, forget it. Guess tonight's not my night, right? And just kind of chalk it up as a loss. Not him. You know, he kept. He stayed in the game. He made sure he put his team in a position to at least be in the overtime. You know, at the at towards the end of the game. So I thought he was man. He's so good. He's going to be one of those guys that's. He reminds me of Derrick Rose in the way, like, man, some of the things he does when he's in the air is like, bro, you're that's a that was a great move. That was a great finish. And for him to be so young and be able to do that, man, he's gonna be a problem. I I mean, we knew this coming out of college. His passing is incredible. Some of the plays he makes passing the ball is are really special. I still think he's got to work on his shot consistency. Um, so I mean, I'm not gonna compare him to a guy like Derrick Rose yet. Derrick Rose couldn't shoot at that point either. But I just I wanna give that that part of his game. The passing is incredible. So hopefully, you know, for the for the future of the sport and other young guys, he goes and, and fix not doesn't fix his shot, but get gets more consistent shooting the ball, because then he'd be a real superstar for sure. But yeah, he seems pretty fun. I like him a lot. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, a little bit more on this. Mello looked really good back in the three is skinny mellow. Uh Zach Collins mm, looked okay. We'll uh, we'll get to those players and a little bit more notes on this. Next, first, Joe has sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 141-35 win for the Blazers on Friday. They play the Celtics 12-30 today on ABC. Blazers not winning that game if it wasn't for Skinny Mello. Skinny Mello sitting at the three-point line, draining threes at the end of the fourth quarter to Mm -hmm. give the Blazers the lead a couple of times. 
the Grizzlies wound up tying it a couple of times. Blazers actually got a little bit lucky. It's easy to forget because the game ended with a Blazers win, but John Morant end of regulation slips on the court on a breakaway that would have given him a chance to win the game. And uh, they went to overtime instead after Mello missed his third three. They gave him three straight threes at the end of the game. He sunk the first two, third one rattled out. John Morant running the other way, slips on the court, and uh, we go to overtime. But how about Skinny Mello? 21 points, 7 to 10 shooting, 7 rebounds. Had to move down to the 4 again after Nurk uh, fouled out. And uh, I think Collins fouled out as well. So he had to move back down to the 4. And uh, so it's kind of good that he's able to get that experience earlier in the year. And, yeah, how about Skinny Mello, baby? Hey, man. Let's go. Hey, man, like, I think you already know, Lynch, I'm a fan of Carmelo Anthony have been for a really long time actually that's how people don't know that's how lynch and i forged a relationship was we i did a hunt for the host about why you shouldn't hate on mellow why carmelo anthony is better way better than he gets credit for and so uh that's actually how and then obviously he went to syracuse so of course you love him because of that yeah but he's been uh, really proud of this dude because he's somebody that everybody wrote off remember a year ago and people said he couldn't play in the league anymore and you know, he, he was going to be a liability for teams offensively because uh, he can't really play like that anymore. Defensively, he doesn't give you much, all that stuff. And the defensive part is still relatively – it may that may still ring true. But everything else, we got to remember, Carmelo Anthony, at, for, for 12 years, 13 years of his 17-year career, was a scoring monster. Every game – like, people yeah, – he's still – he's a better scorer than LeBron was. You know, he was – he could just do – whatever he wanted to, whenever he wanted to. He was that long, that athletic, and shoot a three, take two dribbles and dribble past you. Like, he was really that good. So to see him kind of transform his game a little bit, go to a more ancillary role as like a, a more of a role player on this team and still be able to come through when you need him to come through, That's the that has to be the, the third or fourth best player on your team. They've got to be the one to come through in, in the clutch for you. Like, you need that 15 points from him. You're not uh, 21 is great. That's that's Those are awesome numbers. But for the most part, that's not what you really need from Carmelo right now. You have a guy in Damian Lillard who can give you 30, no problem. Now the Nurkic is back on the floor, you have possibly anywhere between 15 to 20 points on the floor right there. Obviously, well, CJ, CJ plays like this. I was yeah. going to say CJ can have a glow up any single, any night, you know, if he's really, really focused. And you saw a 14 for 21 for CJ last night and 33 points. Like, so you've got some guys that. Uh, can can make it happen, but Melo just came through, and he's like he's like the icing on the cake. It's just it cool. it's nice to have that guy that you can trust to hit the shot, because you're right. At the end of a game, they're all going to collapse on the big names, right? Um, I mean, you saw it. It was CJ and Dame. I think it was CJ and Dame in those situations, both passing out to Melo. Oh no, one was Collins saving the ball that went out of bounds, but uh, one was CJ. He dove to the rim and had like three guys on him, and he just dinked it out to Carmelo, who was wide open, drains the three. Uh, Lillard drives the lane, three or four bodies on him. He does a little pass to Collins that was a little bit awry. Uh, Collins kind of falling out of bounds, finds Melo wide open for three, drains the three, right? And then the third one was a very similar play as well. It's nice to have Melo there to be that guy and not Al Farouk Aminu because you, as much as I liked what Aminu brought on defense and the, you know, he had a togetherness with the team, he's not hitting that shot. He's not consistently. Not consistently. Not so, consistently. Mellow being there is great. And I mean, I, I don't know. The future is, you know, is the future and it's weird right now anyway with Corona, but I really hope that Mellow decides to stay after this year. I don't know if he will. Uh, you know, he seems to like it here. He's saying all the right things, but you know, he could just be saying that. 
I, I hope he decides to stay because I think he's just a really useful piece and was obviously way better than people gave him credit for. Uh, I'm a little worried that if you give him a contract, he might go back to being uh, fat mellow again. But uh, for now, uh, if he keeps going this way, then, man, I hope he stays. Mellow strikes me as one of those guys that like people who like him. You know what I mean? Like, so if if you want me here, then I want to be here, you know, type thing. So uh, in Denver, he was starting to feel like I didn't, they don't really want me here anymore. You know, and, and in New York, obviously, they've got to a point to where – I don't really want me here anymore. Well, he places, didn't want to be in either of those places be, Yeah, he didn't want to be in, in in New York anymore. And honestly, who, which of us can blame him? I don't. Like, it's just, it's there. That team has just been a dumpster fire. And hopefully Tibbs can turn that around. But Mello's, you know, when nobody he else. When, I mean, you know, you, you, you need players. Yeah, Tibbs wears thin after a year or two. And you need players. And maybe, and maybe, maybe you don't in this case. Because Tibbs can also defensively get you playing the right way. But you have to have a guy to go with that either way Melo is never going to be that guy for Tibbs and he's not the type of guy that's going to play defense like that you know but when nobody else wanted Carmelo it was Portland that said come rock with us we want you we can do some stuff with you and I think when you have somebody that's really messing with you when nobody else is you you remember that and then the Blazers are a good team like I know where the standing of what the standings stay but we all know like Nurkic doesn't get hurt Collins doesn't get hurt this team probably looks like Rodney Hood doesn't get hurt. This team probably looks much different than it does than it does at that point. Like I think we can all I'm yeah. not gonna say agree on that, but at least the the chances of them being much better than they are are huge. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Celtics game today, twelve thirty. Celtics are good. Got uh, beaten by the Bucks in their first game, but like like you mentioned, they got Tatum and they got Kemba and they got Jalen Brown and they got Gordon Hayward as well. Uh, it's a good team. And it's uh, another test for the Blazers. I think it's, I think it's good that you've got a Lillard-led team in this kind of a situation where you just got to focus one game at a time because you can't look too far ahead. You can't panic if you lose a game. Um, you can't like you can't lose sight of what is happening here. I think there's also a big benefit for the Blazers is that a lot of the teams that they are playing have already clinched a playoff spot. Yeah. So the energy is not going to be quite as high on their end. The desperation is certainly not as high on their end. Frankly, the only game that they were that they were playing where the desperation was as high was the first one. It was Grizzlies Blazers. They both desperately wanted to win that. Every other game the Blazers have is playoff teams that are already in there except for the Nets. And I don't think the Nets first of all the Nets have like half their team there. Uh you know, I don't think the Nets really care that much about being there anyway. Um, they got slaughtered in their first game. The so it's I think you got to use that to your advantage. You got you have desperation. You have to win. So use that desperation to your advantage today. Hopefully you get another win. Start two and zero and just start building that momentum because hey, you only it's a short it's a short sprint. You got eight games and you got what like a day or two off between them. You know you just got to keep going. So get that momentum in. I hope everybody sees these as desperation games. Like the Lakers are playing like they are desperate right now to be the best team in basketball. Like, really? Because they. Lost to the Raptors yesterday. No, they lost to the Raptors, but I mean, we they didn't look very that good. first game. No, that first game. I'm honest. I didn't see the Raptors game. I'll be real. But that first game that you you could tell that that team is 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 poised and, and ready for a, a big run. The Clippers. Kawhi hasn't looked great. You know, he just hasn't looked like that guy. But uh, until yesterday. Until yesterday, yeah. But up until even in the exhibition exhibition games, he didn't look like the dominant Kawhi Leonard that we had been used to seeing over the last little bit. But I think all these teams are desperate. Like, this is a new season. This isn't like 
they've been off. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. They've been off for like what, what's four months, a little over four months. That's which is in, in an entire offseason. Which is a complete offseason. This is a whole new season. Melo had time to come back skinny. Westbrook had time to come back huge. Harden had time to come back skinny. Like these guys, LeBron has a great beard. Luca now. had time to come back fat. Yeah, again, <laughs> I mean that's just that's just his body type. Uh, Nikola be, Jokic, came, Jokic back came back like, like a different person. Man, like who is Slender he? Slender man, running point guard and stuff like that. Man, that so. Way. It's. I think all these guys, man, they see that this is this can this is going to be a short twenty four game sprint. First first team to twenty four wins. That's pretty much what it is. Let's get these eight games out there. Sixteen uh, playoff games. Let's win sixteen of those. Amen. Or what is it? Eighteen if you have to play the do the play in game. So yeah, I think a lot of teams right now are, are looking at this as a whole another season, and I think they should. This is you're, this is a playoff tournament, an AAU tournament. Let's see what happens. I think I disagree with that slightly because I think you saw a lot of teams look desperate because it was the first game. But the Lakers looked awful against the Raptors yesterday. 107-92 was the final score, and they looked really uninspired in the game. Uh, Anthony Davis had 14 points on two of seven shooting. Uh, LeBron had seven of 15 from the floor. He got 20. Danny Green missed all seven of his shots. I mean, they just they looked really bad. <laughs> they but really that, did. But that was the first time we've seen them look bad. Well, it's only been the, two games. Yeah, but no, I'm saying even if we go just back to the exhibitions, because I think some of these teams were taking those ex- – all these teams took that exhibition really – Seriously. I'm like, trying to get back nope. in game shape. Yeah, absolutely. And... Everybody wanted to win those games. Even if you look at the energy on the bench for guys, you know, they're they're up and clapping and yelling for each other. It didn't feel like a preseason game. Like these felt like games that they they knew they had to come out there and, and make statements. And that's kind of what we saw. So the Raptors are a better team that they could win. Like people are it's instantly, oh, the Bucks are gonna win. Uh, well, Siakam got better than he was last year when he was the most improved player. So the the Raptors are a problem. And they showed yesterday against the Lakers that yeah they Kyle Lowry could, had thirty three yesterday. Kyle Lowry, I don't is, even like Kyle Lowry. Man, he's he's a he's a crafty little you know pudgy type player, and he just he he makes it happen. <laughs> he's everything we wish oh, Raymond yes. Felton was. <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy of basketball. He's everything we wish Raymond Felton was. You know, like man, why couldn't he do that? Why couldn't Raymond Felton shoot that jumper like that? Why couldn't he make that good pass? Like why couldn't he play? defense like that well Kyle Lowry can do all those things and so it's a little overweight and nobody cares because you're great let's do a couple other bubble notes uh, coming up next so the bubbles have been working right basketball's had no positive test the NHL's had no positive test the MLS after they kicked two teams out for being idiots uh had no positive test so let's uh, do some notes in the bubble and then we'll switch gears in the second hour this is Sports Sunday on the fan Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I'm 47 here on your Sunday morning. Sports to talk about or back. Text the fan text line 503-250-1080. You can also find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe is at JoeFish3. F-I-S-C-H. Some bubble talk here before we switch gears in hour number two, talking some Pac-12 and baseball over on that side of the show. Uh, but the bubble seemed to be working, which is uh, really, really fantastic. We've got NBA bubble with no positive tests for two straight reports, testing reports. The NHL has had very few positives in the beginning at all and has had no positives once the bubble started, and they started yesterday, by the way. Uh, MLS, once they kicked Nashville and Dallas out for being idiots and having a going-away party in their home cities, um, have been fine uh, as far as I've seen no positive tests and let's just keep our fingers crossed on the NBA because there's a uh, circulating around Jimmy Butler missed practice 
And everyone was at first saying, like, oh, it's probably just a day off. And then Jay Crowder said something in his press conference along the lines of, uh, yeah, we just hope he's doing good in quarantine or wherever he's at. And, you know, mm. it, 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 you know, just next man up. And it was very like, wait, what? So uh, is he a day off? Is he inconclusive test for Jimmy Butler? So right now I'm I'm scouring Twitter right now trying to find some report to confirm. Because he did just play yesterday. Yes. But, yeah, he got uh, he missed practice and. So people are trying to figure out if that was a day, like a day off from Eric Spolstra or if it's, uh, you know, something more than that. So fingers crossed there in the Orlando bubble. Yeah, the uh, I guess that's a little worrisome, but because of all their protocols, maybe one positive test is not the end of the world. I mean, I guess, you know, he's playing in a game, though. Mm-hmm. So that, that puts those two teams at risk in basketball contact and sweat everywhere and all that kind of stuff so i mean i guess we'll see there was a beat reporter that you know saw what jay crowder said and you know retweeted it and he said the word is still that it's just a day off so until we hear otherwise you know i feel like i feel like it's beneficial for these teams to be less vague when it comes to these things like just come out and say it like i I know you, you might not be allowed to hippo rules all that kind of stuff to say he has covid but, you know, don't just like say nothing and don't have Jay Crowder say, hope he's doing well in quarantine, like come out with just one message, right? Just be clear of what the, what, what is happening. The transparency, like you need, you really, really need uh, more transparency here. Yeah. But I also understand why the need to be vague, you know, just because right now COVID is one of those things that it, 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 it panic. It makes panics people. It's just one of it's. It's a well. It should no, and and that's why. And I think that's why you stay vague with it because if you come out and say yes, Jimmy, you know, has COVID. Now everybody is like, oh, we just played each other. We just now now what's gonna like? All of a sudden, rumors are swirling and people are uneasy, and it's just it, it changes things. So I totally understand. Like anytime, how about this? Anytime we've heard about anybody we know that's close to us getting cold, we're like, oh, oh, that's true. But then we start thinking, man, was I around you over the last? 10 days, 12 days, like that's just something you start thinking about. So I totally understand, especially at this point where the the mass panic is a real thing, like not being like, okay, yes, Jimmy Butler it for sure has COVID. Now the team, the two, well, excuse me, the how many teams he played against? So there was three um, uh, well, warm-up games. They've only played one game. The Heat was their first game was yesterday. So no, I'm I'm sorry. As far as scrimmage games and oh, everything like four so, or four total. Yeah. So four total scrimmage games in a, in a in an actual game. So you're talking about you know, five teams that you played against so far. Yeah. Although all of a sudden those teams are looking crazy and, and, and they're nervous and man, do I need to get tested and do I need to? So it's, it's real. And so I understand why they would be vague about this one right now. So Ira Winderman is the beat reporter for the heat on the, let's see here, South Florida sun Sentinel. Um, he said that it, the he's not with the Heat today for what team is terming excused absence. He remains in the NBA bubble at Disney World. And Eric Spolstra declined to comment any further nor offer an update on Butler's status for Monday afternoon versus the Raptors. And can we say this? Yeah, just please give me more than that. Can we say this? God. Jimmy Butler is one of those dudes that's known for getting into it with coaches. There is a very good chance that Eric Spolstra said, you know what? You're done. Go home or go somewhere for the day. You can take the day off tomorrow. Go to the hotel. Go fishing. Don't come to practice. Like, there's a good chance that, you know, and then you got teammates talking about next man up and all those things. So there might have been something that happened in practice or something that happened during team meetings. And Jimmy Butler, who got into it with Coach Tibbs, 
who got into it with uh, uh who was his coach in, in Minnesota before uh Thibodeau? Oh, man. Oh, was I, it Tibbs? Or I think was it was it? just Tibbs. Yeah, okay. And so him they got into it in in uh in Chicago at a point. And so the Jimmy Butler is just one of those guys that gets into it with you know, shakes it up with teammates or coaches. So is it really crazy to believe that he just got kicked out of out of practice or team meetings for the day. Like, don't come back till tomorrow. No, right? it's not crazy. But in, in any any time that happens here in these bubbles, then I think there's worry, right? Oh, we missed practice, right? And in baseball, this is happening not in the bubble too, but like, uh, I there's there being players are being put on the injured list, so. but not the ten day IL. Mm. So it's like, ah, I see. Right. So like Joey Votto today is put on the injured list because he self reported symptoms, although he's been testing negative. It's like ah. Okay, so it's COVID. Let me uh, let me read this quote from Jay Crowder because I got the full one here from his uh, like press conference meeting today. He says, "You think Jay Crowder's just doing this intentionally just to get everyone confused?" I hope not. Every, be, uh, they be, have the other team not be a pre- sick game for Jimmy Butler to not be there, and then he comes and kills. So he said on uh, Jimmy Butler, "We want to talk to him as soon as he gets out of quarantine or whatever he's in, but it's just next man up mentality." It's definitely a curveball to us to hear stuff like what's going on with him, and you never know what to expect. What? <laughs> so he says quarantine uh, or whatever. It's nuts to hear what's going on with him, but you don't know what to ex- What? Uh, How vague is that? Yeah. How vague but not vague? It's like, oh, he has COVID, but does he you have know, COVID? You know what he did? He tried to rebound. He put the fact yeah, out he there realized that he realized and he was like, oh, crap. No, it's not COVID. He has something else that he's dealing with. Don't worry about what I well, said before. I'll say this. If he does have COVID... I'll be very curious to see what the protocols in place are for that now that the season started or the restart has started because, you know, in the whole training camp stuff, you were just kind of like, you know, it's probably pretty easy just to give them, you know, 14 days or whatever. But now that the games have started and they've played somebody, very curious to see how this actually works Mm -hmm. if he does have COVID. So in some ways, I, I am a little bit curious. I hope he doesn't. Though. And some people are speculating that um, because this apparently happened to Porzingis. I didn't know this, but he missed a test in the bubble and he had to quarantine for a day. Kristaps uh, uh. did. So maybe they're thinking that Jimmy Butler might have missed a test. And that's the same case with him. Or someone said worst case scenario, an inconclusive test or false positive. So is that really the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is he has COVID. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was they're going to contact trace two there, different so. teams. Yeah, yeah. I'd Worst yeah, case scenario, you, yeah. you miss. He has a false positive. Come on, <laughs> come on, tweeter. You're better than that. That's a best case scenario. If All anything. right. Well, beyond whatever is going on with Jimmy Butler, it has been working. The bubbles have been working, right? And the quality of play has been good. The NBA games have been good so far, for the most part. The MLS games have been great. I mean, just the first day yesterday in the NHL, but the games were fantastic. You had a really, re- you had a couple of really good games yesterday in the NHL. So, the lack of fans is not exactly affecting the quality of play. I don't know if we ever thought for sure that would be the case, but I think we all had concerns about whether or not the intensity would be different. Um, I think, in particular, in hockey, you think about like a, a power play situation or uh, you know a goal for the home team and how that would very quickly change momentum. It didn't seem necessarily to be the case yesterday that that was the uh, it had that much of an effect at least. The announcers talked about it though. I I liked it because it reminds me of um, these guys almost like um, in practice mode or something like that to where or a team USA like kind of uh, scrimmage or against like the way it's kind of set up and the way it looks on the court. I think it looks cool, you know. And 
the one thing we know about them being at practice is they say those games are always more intense than anything that they've done. So I think with no crowd there, with no crowd noise, no hecklers, no anything, man, these dudes can just really go up and down the floor and, man, talk crap to each other or, you know, do it and really, really play and not worry about um, pleasing the fans or, or, or playing to the crowd or, or, having, or worrying about the referees that have to play to the crowd. Although some of these calls have been – Okay, cool. Maybe these are new refs or whatever, but no, some, or they're just rusty. Yeah, some some yeah, of these that, calls that have been a little Grizzlies bad. Game. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was Grizzlies a, that had was, fifty free throws. That was one of the one of the worst Attempts. officiated games I've I've seen in a while. And they called again, four techs on what? Yeah, on trash talk. Yeah, and and again, so is that because there's no fans that you can, you can hear, hear everything? It? You hear so everything. they want to call techs on. Listen, that? there's nothing better than Carmelo Anthony getting the rebound and telling everybody get the f out of here. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's one of them. It's, it's so funny. I very much enjoyed game. in baseball so far when the pitcher gives up a home run or a guy grounds out and you hear them just yell F, mm-hmm. but it's super loud. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's just like me if I was in that situation. Seriously, and I, and honestly, this is why I think the the players should be mic'd up. Not all of them, but enough of them to where man, you could have some hear some good chatter on the floor as they're as they're um, doing stuff. They're still trying to pipe in some music and. Some, especially in baseball, some crowd noise and stuff like that, which which can be cool. It makes me forget sometimes that there's no crowd there when I just hear like a little, you know, the little voices that they have in the background. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I I think it's there's they're able to pay way more attention to what's going on because there's no distraction of a screaming crowd. All right, coming up at hour number two, Pac-12 has announced their plans for the upcoming season. We have audio from Larry Scott to complement that. But today, the players have a different idea. So we'll get to that, uh, plus a little baseball and hate it or love it, all in hour number two, Sports Sunday on the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 